what did I fucking tell you? What did I tell you? Wednesday night, did you watch the live stream, the emergency stream Wednesday night? What did I fucking tell you? Roy McElroy's gonna win this shit. I told you, yes, it's only Saturday. We still got a whole round left and I shouldn't be spiking the football. But for a week long, you get the fuck out of here if you didn't say I called that shit. Worst case scenario, he's gonna probably finish second or third. I said he was the smash play of the week. You know why? Because let me tell you a little something, guys. You have picks. I play the game. For the last five years, Basically, my brand has been fading Roy and saying what a fucking loser he is, because he is, and like he, he he wins less than any other top player, and I have won so much money just fading that loser ass donkey. But I also realized that shit changes, and I could see that like he was definitely trending in the right direction and seemed like a different golfer. Then you factor in we got the whole bullshit narrative about this is in the UK and he's from the UK and all that stupid shit. And more than anything, I play this damn tournament every year and somebody who's so damn obvious, who's playing so well coming in, it is going to win it. And every year I fade that person. I said, not this year. That motherfucker Rory's going to win this. And because of that, he was the top guy I played in week long. So I've got all kinds of amazing week long lineups because I don't fucking care. I don't like, I'm not making picks with my heart or what my model says. I'm just playing the game. And I could like see that he was going to be the obvious pick. Then you factor in that he was on the good side of the wave, uh, the weather wave, which by the way, nailed that too. You do realize that all four of the guys who are top four, you've got Cam Young, Cam Smith, Hovland and Rory, all four of them were from my wave and so like if you just played the game and didn't have your picks that meant so much for to you you would have the top four guys in a ton of your lineups just like i do okay well i don't have hovland because at the last minute i took out hovland and put in kepka both on the same side of the wave because i thought hovland sucked at majors and he does but just not this week but i still got the other three everywhere so tons of week-long lineups alive simply just because i played the weather narrative i went 100 miles an hour in it and it got me on a lot of great plays and i don't give a shit about like Yes, I like Scheffler this week, and uh, I think he could do very well tomorrow. But, like, at the end of the day, he was on the wrong side of the wave. And so, like, I just took my I just took my heart out of it and just make all the picks with your brain. And that's what we're going to do today. You know, you're going to say, oh, but, like, I can – this guy just seems like such a good fit. It's going to be such a happy story tomorrow. Fuck that. We're trying to win a showdown tomorrow, a big GPP showdown, and we're going to be making uh, picks based with our uh, heads and not our hearts. And if that's not the way you like to do it, this probably ain't the station for you, Okay. But for all of you that don't know, I'm the Degenerate 75. I'm a high-limit PGA DFS player. Hopefully this is your first time finding me because it's a major week and you're like, hey, I want to play some showdown and get my money back from listening to all those stupid fucking tout sites for a week long. Well, this is the place to do it because Sunday showdown is the biggest edge you'll ever get in PGA DFS because people are fucking morons and overvalue fake position points that don't even exist until they finish the round. So we can use that to our advantage to get a huge ownership leverage on really good players. And that's what we'll be doing. I also do, I do this every round three and round four for every tournament. So always check Friday and Saturday night for these videos. And more importantly, I do the week-long emergency stream every Wednesday night. If you're playing week-long PGA DFS and you don't watch that stream first... <clears throat> you loser like rory used to be you loser and you need to answer my hard questions and you need to know all the up-to-date information on things like weather chalk ownership leverage everything i talk about and i do q a on there you gotta be there and if you're like hey that sounds cool well it's even cooler because you see this big ass what is it right here right here well, hold on let me point at it i can't ever quite point at it that thing that big ass wheel right next to me I do a free drawing every Wednesday night. I usually do two or three because I'm in a good mood because of too much ranch waters. And uh, what happens if you win that drawing, you get to be in the main contest that week. And me and you build a lineup together. I enter it for us and we split the profits 50-50. I actually did 10 of them this week in the Millionaire Maker. And currently six of those are cashing. So uh, we're doing pretty good. Got some pretty decent lineups. Um, 
that can cash and you could be doing that with me i've got three people i'm doing lineups for sunday showdown tomorrow with all because they won this wheel you're like well i want to get on that wheel well hey mother father let me tell you how to get on it it's very simple all you got to do is like this video go down in the comments and tell me who you think is going to win this tournament tomorrow and uh leave your twitter handle that's it if you go over on twitter and you retweet and you like you get another name over there so you can get one from over there and one from over here and if you really want to impress me go get on apple give me a five star uh review say some nice words about the pod and that will get you three names on there and one of them stays on there forever so that's all you gotta do it's really easy to get in the drawing um lots of winners people enjoy it making lineups with me uh, i teach a little bit about the process we get a good sweat together we have some fun <clears throat> just don't play song jm am i right fucking loser okay so that's the intro go follow me on twitter degenerate 75 help me grow the channel you'll realize here on youtube no ads right you notice that yeah i could have ads this channel's monetized but i don't do it you know all i want instead is if you like it drop me a like and if you really like my video go subscribe because you know we're trying to grow the brand brother um and if you really, really, really like me, you should check out this thing called Patreon. I have a Patreon, and it is exactly seven days old now, and we have 180-something members now. It's growing super quick. You can see over there, I do stuff like I give you the chalk reports. I give you my full ownership, because if you don't know, ownership's the single most important thing in PGA DFS, and most of the sites out there fucking suck at it. Uh, I give you all my model categories. I give you my model results. I do specialized videos for price picks. I give my player pool for... Um, showdown and more than anything it's just a community of a bunch of really smart dudes that like to talk about fantasy golf and golf betting and that's what we do over there it's not like i'm jesus and i stand there or no no moses with my big tablets and i say this are the ten commandments and everybody's like oh yes it's not like that at all um it's people that have ideas that want to bounce them off of me and other people uh and you know we just have a good time over there so if that's something to interest you go check it out it's uh, pretty reasonable and i promise you you'll get a lot more from it than you will from a fucking tout site because i ain't gonna give you no fucking picks that's right you're gonna sign up for my patreon i still ain't gonna give you picks because i'm gonna teach a man to fish and feed him fucking forever instead of giving a man a fish and feeding him for a day I, i'm pretty sure i said that i'm pretty sure that's my line i invented that line so that is it um let's see speaking of week long if you don't know cut sweats i have a, a partnership with them you can get half off your first month dgen 75 deg en 75 all lowercase and it's really cool because it lets you know how many sixes sixes you have and then if you go here, it lets you know, like, what are your chances of winning? Like, you can see I have a 1% chance of winning the $150 3 max. I have a 1% chance of winning the club twirl. A 1% chance of winning this. That's not that good. Mother, you're telling me a 1% chance. I have a 1 in 100 chance of winning $50,000 tomorrow, $15,000 or $20,000 tomorrow. You're not fucking excited about that? Shut up. You're full of shit. That's exciting. Not to mention, it's not like if I get third, I'm going to be upset with winning ten grand. So I got some very live lineups. As I told you, I played the wave stack, so I've got Rory, Cam uh, Smith, Cam Young, Tommy Fleetwood. I've got them everywhere. Um, and when you have a whole bunch of good six of sixes, because a lot of my guys made the cut because they're in the good wave, and then you have all dudes at the top of the leaderboard, you get a good sweat at week long. But this is uh, but this is uh, the showdown hoedown. So let's get the fucking showdown. All right. First thing we want to talk about is rewind. I hope you watched my video yesterday for round three. Uh, the one guy I was definitely playing with, Sung JM, and this is what happens when you play guys at the bottom of the leaderboard. Sometimes they just fucking pack it in after three holes and they quit. So if you played Decky or Sungjae, basically by the time you woke up, it was time to go right back to bed as far as showdown goes because those motherfuckers quit. But here's what I want you to know, and this is why you have to trust the process and not the picks. And this is why I don't give picks. You make your own damn picks, motherfucker. Okay? 
Look at this. This is the waves today. The morning wave played a full 1.37 under par and the afternoon played slightly above par. So that's almost 1.5 shots difference between the morning wave and the afternoon wave. But that doesn't even tell the whole story because two other things have to be factored into that. A, the vast majority of the best players played in the afternoon versus the morning. So, of course, the scores in the afternoon are going to be a little bit better just because you got better players versus the slap dicks in the morning. But even more importantly is guys in the afternoon keep fighting all the way to the end. They don't do the Hideki where they're like two over through six and say, fuck it, I give up and just start going seven over, right? Everybody that imploded today is from that the morning wave. So, really, the, the difference in the course was more like two and a half shots difference today. And I told you to go play as many guys from the early wave as you can. And every single nut play that you needed came from the morning wave. Yes, you needed Rory and Victor. They were good picks. But you had to pair them up with all those guys that went off early who were out there in the ideal conditions. Uh, who, who all was that? Let's see. Kisner, um, Fleetwood, Trey Molinax, Molinari, uh, Thomas Peters, uh, 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 Dean Burmeester, Brian Harmon, all those guys were the guys you needed to fill out the bottom of those lineups. They all came out in the morning. They took advantage of the soft conditions. Uh, they took advantage of no wind and they scored. And that was all I was trying to tell you to do. I didn't say don't play anybody from the later half of the day. I said, make the majority of your guys from the morning and let them get out there in the best conditions. And that'll give you the best odds of scoring. That's all I said. So did I nail that shit? Yes. Did Sung JM do well? Uh, fuck that guy. Might play him again. I might play him again because fuck him. Because fuck him. Uh, okay, so that was the weather today. Uh, that was the course breakdown. Uh, let's talk a little bit about showdown selection contest tomorrow. Then we'll jump into the weather. Then we'll talk about some things we're looking for. And then we'll get you the fuck out of here because there's uh, you know not a lot of time before they turn around and start playing again tomorrow. Here is the slate for tomorrow. The big one is $20 and it's 100,000 up front, but here, this one's a little bit better than yesterday because notice only 25% goes to first as opposed to a full 33%. I did not play in the $20 today. I thought the contest sucked, but now 25% to first. Okay, I'm a little bit more in on that. Plus I got so many guys I've got hot takes on for tomorrow. I'm probably gonna have a player pool of about 25 guys and I'll probably max this for 150 lineups. So that's what I'll be looking to do. Is this a great contest, uh, re re like return on your value? Well, it's better than normal that you normally get. Thank God it's a major. But no, it's still not great. But I'm not going to slay you for playing in it. A lot of people will go down here and play in this $10 resurgent because you don't have to beat as many people. And the price is half, uh, the entry is half as much as the $20. But look, this is a $70,000 price pool and $20,000 goes to first. So that's actually 28% going to first place, which is a larger percentage than is going in the main one. So uh, just based off of that, I actually like the $20 contest more. The big $600, I hate it. Uh, a third of the money going to first. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, I'm not doing that. I'd say, as always, your money bets are the $200 single entry, the $100 single entry, which I will be doing with the winner from my Patreon drawing Wednesday. Let's go, Adam. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the $5, you can't go wrong. The $33 single entry, really good contest tomorrow. Way better than we normally get on Sunday showdown. Be smart with your money. Come up with a budget that you're comfortable playing tomorrow. Be willing to lose all that money and then use it and put it in good contests that give you the best chance to get a return on that money. That's what I would tell you. If you have 600 bucks, I would not just put one lineup in this $600 contest. Wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. But you do you, Jeb McGrew. Uh, okay. That is it for contest selection. I talk about this every week, so I'm kind of going through it quick. If you want more coaching and shit like that, check out the Patreon. Let's get to it. The wind. <clears throat> How's it looking for tomorrow? Well, it's actually looking rather steady all day. Uh, this has actually changed just a little bit, but uh, I, I don't think wind's going to tell the story. What I really think the story is going to be tomorrow is check out this. 
Uh, Sunday morning, we're on Weather Channel. I've heard they do weather. We are going to get some rain, and we saw rain Friday morning, and it did make the course a little bit nicer. And you can see from five, six, seven, eight, nine, could be upwards of four, uh, four to five hours of light rain. I don't think that's enough that it's going to make this course like super soft, but any little bit helps and keeps it from drying out. So I do think those morning guys are going to have some nice soft conditions to go throw darts. Not to mention, it looks like they will be on the softer side of the wind. But I don't think you're going to see a full one and a half, two shot difference like you did today. But they're, you know, I would not be afraid to target some guys that are T50 because if they go shoot a minus six tomorrow, those fucking fake position points that all these idiots get excited about just won't matter. You want guys that are going to go shoot a, make six birdies, get a birdie streak and a bogey free round. And it doesn't matter if they get 19th place and get hardly any position points because they're going to score so many points in the round that it won't even matter. So, um, the weather does make me like guys going off in the morning a little bit more. Um, underground weather says the same thing. They've got it raining basically that exact time, five in the morning, all the way through to about 10 AM light rain. It's going to soften it up. <clears throat> and by the time the afternoon rolls around, it is going to get pretty toasty tomorrow. Uh, it's actually going to touch into the eighties. So it could dry out a little bit by the afternoon, but, uh, you know, those guys at the, at the end are going to be, you know, they're going to be playing in the toughest conditions, but they're also playing the best. So that might offset each other, right? You couldn't really tell that Victor and uh, Rory were in the tougher conditions today, could you? So something to consider. You do what you want with it. I'm just here to be the weatherman. You make your own decisions. You decide if you want to go hop in the tornado shelter. I don't give a shit. Let the thing suck you away. I don't care. I live in Oklahoma. We have a lot of tornadoes. All right. Uh, let's get to some statistics who are we looking at tomorrow? Well, the first thing you always want to talk about is, hey, Jennifer 75, who's going to be the who's going to be the highest owned tomorrow? Hey, new guy, wherever the fuck you're from, I dig it. Uh, it's all about ownership. Okay, this is why Sunday Showdown is the ultimate edge. Okay, and you want to know who's going to be popular and why I'm so oh, I'm so pumped to play tomorrow? Victor Hovland and Rory McIlroy are going to come in at least both of them minimum forty percent. I would not be surprised if they both get to 45 or 50% just because they're so much clear of the field. They both are at um, four clear, everybody else. You can't lose a four shot lead. Okay, two things about that. A, yes, you can. Uh, everybody thought Cam Smith was a god after round two, right? He's got, what, do you have a two or a three shot lead? Oh, he could never give that up. And now look at him. He's four strokes back. So yes, you definitely can lose that big of a lead. You definitely can. And both of them definitely can. But more importantly... More importantly than like that is what happens if they both just go shoot a 71 tomorrow, right? They just both kind of play conservative. They're just playing uh, a match play versus each other, and it's just par city. Well, yeah, even if Rory wins or Victor wins, either one of them wins, and they just go shoot two birdies and one bogey tomorrow, they're still not going to be in the optimal lineup because even those 13 uh, finishing first place points isn't going to offset the lack of birdies that they had on a very scorable course. So all I'm doing tomorrow, you got to remember, I'm playing in the big GPP, so I got to beat a shit ton of people, probably 23,000 or so if I had to guess, is I am basically just counting on one or both of these guys either blowing up or just spinning their wheels. And if they both do that, legit, and I mean legit, 80% of the field is auto-fucking-toast. They're toast. So now I only got to beat 20% of people if just two guys spin their wheels or they manage to play today and play poorly like Cam Smith did, right? This, that's just such a great and they're going to be out in the driest conditions they're going to be under the most pressure you know i love when there's two guys way out ahead of everybody especially when it's two expensive guys because if you go put rory and victor you start your lineup off one two with them uh i haven't seen the salaries yet but i have to assume they're pretty expensive i have round three up here let's see if uh round four is up real quick uh i just want to see their prices and of course it's fucking not 
but it'll probably be comparable to today where Rory was 10, seven. I'm not going to get on my phone and look it up. And I have to imagine Hovland's going to be around nine something, right? So if they start their lineups out one, two, that basically prices people out from getting a bounce back Cam Smith or a Scotty Scheffler, Dustin Johnson, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Jordan Spieth, Patrick Cantlay, uh, Shane Lowry, all these guys almost start to become priced out. Just because like you can only fit so many expensive guys in your lineup, right? So this not only excites me that they're going to be 45% owned, but they're going to be 45% owned and eat up everybody's salary. Oh, we call this a huge edge, a huge edge. And look, one of them might go out and shoot a minus six tomorrow, which would be a 66 and just run away with this thing. Maybe, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay risking that they won't do that because everything is stacked against them. Not to mention they're both coming off amazing rounds. And what did I tell you about mother fathers coming off of good rounds? What do I always tell you? Cam Smith, he was unstoppable yesterday. He's best player in the world. And then he shot a 73 today. Shit happens, man. It's hard to follow up two good rounds in a row. Okay? Like, especially at a course like this where so many little things can can go the wrong way on you. Dustin Johnson coming off great round. He'll never do bad. Okay. Yeah, how'd he do today, big guy? Get the fuck out of here with that. So, um, that's who's going to be super popular tomorrow. You want to know who else is going to be super popular? Anybody else in the top 10 who gives salary relief. So Cam Young is going to be super popular. Siwoo Kim is going to be super popular. Uh, guys like Kevin Kisner, Thomas Peters. I know we're down to T13, but like, guy, you, people are going to need these guys to make these lineups work. And people are idiots, and they always want to be like, I need this position point. Okay, well, you go play Thomas Peters and Brian Harmon and Trey Molinax and Francesco Molinari, who are all coming off great rounds who are all going to be cheap and are going to make these lineups with Victor and Rory work. You go do that, big guy. That's all you. But let me just tell you, my big ass is doing backflips with excitement to fade these losers. And another reason I'm not playing Rory is if Rory goes and wins, like, it's just my week long is going to do great. So that's an easy hedge for me that I'm just not playing him at showdown. If he kills it at showdown, well, then I'll do great at week long. And if he fucks up and kills all my week long, well, then I'll probably do great at showdown because 50% of lineups will be dead. So that's that's called the hedge. That's what I'm doing. Maybe you don't have Rory, but if you don't, you should have watched the Wednesday night stream, you punk. All right. Uh, things to look at, some things to consider. By the way, if you want my picks, if you're wondering why I'm not giving you many picks on the show anymore, is because like I do that over on the Patreon. You know, people that support the cause get that kind of love. Um, but what I will tell you is some things to look at. Um, I think today is going to be pretty comparable to how tomorrow will play. I haven't seen the flags, but you got to think St. Andrews is going to want to make this a little bit tougher tomorrow. Uh, they're probably going to put some flags in some tricky spots. They don't want that. They don't want the winning score getting to minus twenty. That's almost laughable, right? That's like a it's like a John Deere birdie fest. So I think they're going to try to protect the course the best they can by uh, putting them on, putting the flags in some tricky spots. So with that said. I am going to be looking at guys who really are dialed in with approach and who is still killing approach today. Bez, he killed it two days in a row. He has to be leading in approach for this damn tournament. Uh, he's actually uh, fifth best in approach. Uh, Jamie Rutherford, did he do good again today? Let's see. Uh, no, he did not. So guys who really killed it in approach today, Scotty Scheffler. I'm just going to tell you right now, Scotty Scheffler. I, I don't give picks here, new guy. I really appreciate you being here. Don't forget to like and subscribe. But I will tell you, the one guy I'm definitely playing tomorrow, and I'm like, I mean, I don't know how I don't play 100% of him. It's the only pick you'll get. And by the way, my one pick yesterday was Sung JM. So it's not like just because I pick him means they're any fucking good. But I will be playing Scotty Scheffler probably in every single lineup. I just think he is poised. He could have he could have shot a minus eight today, and he left so many shots out there. I love that he will be um, 
I love that he'll be attacking. I love that he'll be trying to chase down the leaders. And more importantly, I love that Scotty Scheffler is the best player in the world. That's what I really love about him. And when he's on his game, he's so much better than everybody else. Look at Bryson with that approach. My God, man. If he didn't come off a great round, I'd be all over that. Uh, Lucas Herbert had great approach. Dylan Fratelli, Dean Burmeister. Um, but these are the kind of guys you want to look at. Check out somebody like a Lucas Herbert who had great approach, but sucked around the greens and putting, right? Dean Burmeister had great approach, but he also, you know, kind of had the perfect Dean Burmeister round, right? That's like the ceiling round he can have. Do you really think Dean Burmeister is going to follow it up two days in a row? These are questions you got to ask yourself. I know what the hell the answer is, but do you? Uh, here's one. Ar Andre Arnis talked about him yesterday and he gave away four strokes putting today. My God, he is a horrific putter. John Rom gave away three strokes putting. You think anybody's going to play John Rom whenever they're spending all their salary on Rory, Hovland, and maybe like a Cam Smith or a Fitzpatrick or somebody else up top? With so many big names up top, basically, if the big name's not in the top 20, no one's playing tomorrow. No one's playing Rom. No one's playing Thomas. No one's playing those guys because literally there's this thing called fucking math and it won't allow you to play all of these guys. So, like, you know, th that makes these guys a really sneaky pick. Joaquin Neiman, horrific again with the putter. Nice approach. These are things I'm looking for. Other things I want to see, maybe some guys that shit the bed around the green that did everything else well. Like Sergio Garcia gave four shots away around the green. That's truly incredible. Um, anybody else that kind of did uh, well at everything today? Ooh, Lori Cantor. I love guys that are doing well on approach and on putting, but with him only being at even, do you really want to chase that? Which reminds me, I'm getting ahead of myself. You can tell I, I've just given up on the script. I just shoot everything from the hip. I like guys that can backdoor a top 10, right? By the way, when I think of a guy that'll backdoor a top 10 tomorrow, just watch. Xander sucks. He's donkey chalk. You mark my words, he will backdoor a top 10 tomorrow. You heard it here first, you mother father. It will happen. Uh, I have nothing to base that on other than just many, many years of scar tissue, okay? So, guys, I would not really look. Let's see. To get into the top 10, you're basically going to need to get to, we'll just say, minus 8. That'd be a good number to get right up there by it, right? To get to minus 8. So, if I'm going to get to minus 8, I would say, at best, you probably don't want to go below the T55, guys. Because a minus 6 could get them there. And that's assuming everybody else in the field isn't also moving up. So, I would probably cut off my line around t55 if you care about getting any position points at all if you say fuck it i want a guy going out early when it's going to be wet and soft and i know sam burns can go shoot a seven under tomorrow well let me just go ahead and tell you sam burns will be less than one percent owned and sam burns has a 64 in him he has that kind of game will he do it i fucking doubt it but i know he could and i know nobody's going to play him and if you're trying to beat twenty three thousand people there's probably worse people to play in this world than a one percent owned sam burns um, Joaquin Neiman is the exact same way. He's got that kind of upside. Tony Finau's got that kind of upside. Justin Thomas definitely has that kind of upside and no one's going to play him. Cause you literally just can't afford to play him. Cause everybody is going to play like scared pussies like they always do. And they're going to be cramming in Victor and Rory. And even if they don't cram in one of those two, they're going to be putting in Cam Smith, Scotty Scheffler, Dustin Johnson, Tommy Fleetwood, Matthew Fitzpatrick, uh, Cantlay, Spieth. And all those guys are expensive too. And at most, and I mean at most, you can get three of those guys in a lineup. And that's if you're okay playing 6K guys, which a lot of people don't like to play three 6K guys in a showdown lineup. So because of that, basically we know where all the ownership is going to condense and who we can play at just incredible leverage. Now, if you're playing a $100 single entry and there's only 300 people in it, maybe you don't need to be that cute. But if you're playing the big $20, you've got to be open to maybe playing a Sung JM tomorrow or a... 
uh, Joaquin Neiman or a Patrick Reed. Guys that just suck today. And there's no way they could ever bounce back after sucking. Mm, okay. Yeah, there definitely is. Some guys suck. And then they might just say, fuck it, I'm going for every pin tomorrow. and might go crazy while the, gra- while the wind is down and the greens are soft. Okay, sometimes when you say fuck it, you get a you get a Matsuyama round and you just get bogeys everywhere. But sometimes when you do that, you just get all kinds of birdies. All right, so we've talked about who's going to be the chalkiest. We've talked about stats to look for. By the way, if you don't know, all you have to do if you want to see this, this none of this is behind the paywall over here at Data Golf. You just simply go over here to their main page and click live tournament stats. You go look at all this stuff yourself. Okay, I'm not gonna tell you uh, who I'm playing. Um, here anyways so there you go uh one guy i am definitely not playing tomorrow my god i've never been more excited you know what i don't ever do this but i'll do this just for you guys because i'm feeling i'm feeling saucy today the two guys i am definitely not playing tomorrow rory mcelroy and victor hovland victor hovland luck sacked around if if victor hovland does well tomorrow i know nothing about the universe he is going to suck tomorrow i, I truly believe that maybe i'm mushing him into doing well right now so maybe i'll say victor's gonna kill it tomorrow then he'll do poorly but i truly just think that like there's just no way he can follow that up with that pressure with rory and his group and then i'm not playing rory because he's gonna be like 50 percent owned i already have him in week long and he's coming off of a great round and he did a lot of it around the green so look Roy's going to win this damn thing tomorrow, but just because he wins doesn't mean you need him in your showdown lineup. If you're scared or you're just playing a $100 or $200 single entry and you want those those safer points, well, then play him. But I ain't playing that. I'm trying to beat 23,000 people to win hundred grand. and if Rory goes out and shoots a 73 tomorrow, I am fucking rolling in the dough, and that's how I play. And I might blow three grand trying to do it, but like I don't play scared. Scared money don't make money, homie, so that's how I do it. Last thing to consider uh i got round four scoring down here let me make sure it's still clicked and it's definitely not let's go to round four scoring uh let's go click on last 12 rounds let's keep it to the last uh year last 12 months and let's see who has been killing it if there's anybody that kind of tony fino hideki matsuyama xander i'm telling you xander's gonna backdoor top 10 that freaking loser loser uh anybody that that's not obvious hey there's a there's the old chalk donkey uh tom kim 7400 he's only has four rounds but man he's popped in those four rounds uh bez Harmon, uh sergio garcia click uh these are some guys to consider that have been good round four scores over the past 12 round fours um so maybe look at them i ain't gonna tell you who to play um but i am gonna give you some ideas and ask you some questions what kind of contest are you playing in well that'll determine who you play up top how ballsy are you willing to be? How much are you willing to go for? Well, that should determine who you're going to go for. Hey, don't forget to go like this video and leave a comment telling me who's the one guy that's going to win this tournament tomorrow. Put it down in the in the comments with your Twitter handle and you'll get in this thing. Then go over to Twitter. Give me a follow, Degenerate75. Thanks for checking out the video today. Uh, retweet this, uh, this alert that I'll put out along uh, with uh, a like. And that's all you got to do. And then you'll be in the big drawing Wednesday night. Be here Wednesday night. We're moving back to 7 o'clock. I don't give a shit what other shows are up to. More people want to watch my shit than theirs. Um, so we're going to move back to seven o'clock central standard time zone, because that's the only time zone that matters. So be there. If you want to send me any DMS on Twitter, go ahead. I will tell you the better way to get a hold of me is just go sign up for the Patreon. Uh, I, there are a lot of dudes over there. I think they all like it. Maybe ask one of them. There's a whole bunch of them to ask. Uh, don't be afraid to make big decisions tomorrow. Be willing to go down in flames with your lineups. And that's the only way to win a GPP. Go big or go the fuck home by uh, 10 o'clock. You should have a pretty good idea if you're pretty much toast. Okay, like I woke up this morning, I was like, oh, I'm toast. Uh, fortunately, I still have my week long to sweat. So that is the plan. I also make a prize picks video. I'll be back with that here in a little bit. So you guys, uh, I appreciate you being here. I will see you Wednesday night for the live stream.
go win some money tomorrow. Tweet that shit at me so I can retweet hashtag motherfather wins. I'll see you guys Wednesday. Actually, I'll see you tonight for prize picks, but then I'll see you Wednesday. Hope you enjoy my outro. Thank <laughs> you.